Yes, indeed, there are more questions and answers. Like, why can't we do the things today that our grandparents used to do? Like bombing Germany. Hi, America. Hello, world. Too soon. Too soon. What, 1945? <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio, entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I'm not huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, and we are completely live and unedited. So without any further ado, let us embrace the darkness. We'll start by introducing tonight's guest panel. Firstly, the mysterious and ethervescent Heather Morris... She has been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Paranormal and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now the audio and EVP expert with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather suffers from hay fever and diabetes, so I thought I'd cheer her up by buying a bunch of flowers and a box of chocolates. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> Ahoy. We also have with us the analytical and sceptical mind of Kim Gore. Kim is also a talented, valued member of the International Paranormal Society. Kim always likes to give blood at Christmas. I can't wait to see her grandchildren's little faces. Welcome to the show, Kim. <laughs> Hello. Finally on tonight's show, I wish to introduce the calm and unflappable Greg Gore. He is married to Kim and we shall see if this is still the case after tonight's show. Greg is a paranormal investigator and tech expert. He owns and operates more cameras and leads than the BBC outside broadcast department. He is also our producer and sound mixer. Most of Greg's relatives are police marksmen, apart from his granddad, who was a bank robber. He died recently, surrounded by his family. Welcome to the show, Greg. <laughs> Hello. We're on episode 40. Yay! Series 2. 40, who knew? 40 is a very fabulous number, of course. I know it is. <laughs> it is. You are 40. Yes, I am. We shouldn't give such things away. We they shouldn't. say life begins at 40. I can't wait. They also say, of course, 40 winks. Have you heard the term 40 winks in this country yes. to, to yes. have a nap, to go asleep? Mm -hmm. When I was on show 39, when I was on show 37, there are very, very few things that are interesting about 37 and 39. You suddenly break 40 and there's pages of interesting things. I'll give you a couple of them. Negative 40 is the unique temperature, both Fahrenheit and Celsius scales correspond and are the same. Does that make sense? No. Yes. 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 <laughs> Everyone except Heather. Draw your own conclusions, ladies and gentlemen. I was amazed. I didn't realise you could get different types of snow. In Britain, when it snows, you get a couple of inches of snow and you can go and play in it and scrape some snowballs together that have some grit and a bit of stone in it and throw them. 
but it doesn't get that cold. I could play as a kid out in the snow for a couple of hours without gloves on, without a scarf. I didn't realise snow came in different temperatures. When I first arrived here and I saw all the snow, I thought I was like a kid at Christmas. I went running into the snow, I was making snow angels and running around, and then I got the beginning of frostbite. I didn't realise how cold it was. Did you know it takes longer to make a snowman in Wisconsin because you have to hollow out the snow when you do the head? <laughs> Russians... <laughs> Hi, Scott. Russians believe, Russians believe that ghosts of the dead linger at the site of their death for 40 days. Were you aware of that? Do you yeah. know we say, when people come to me and say, can you contact my deceased and dead relatives? And I say, well, when did they pass? If it's sooner than a month i say i won't be able to access them it normally takes in my experience about a month and 40 days isn't far from that if that's russian culture sure. but it normally takes you know some time before i then say to them okay i can actually access now your deceased friends and deceased relatives because i don't want them to pay and then for me not to be able to access them so i need to make sure did you know it was a russian of course who invented the cure for the common cold i've got his name down here uh, Benelin for Chestikov, his name was apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. If you rang 40, it is the direct dialing code for Romania. <laughs> so you can, in fact, call Dracula. And uh, if you wanted to chat to him, Buy in Castle, it's still for sale. It is still for sale. You need to call the dialing code 40 before you enter in the number. Did you know that Dracula bought his son a pet giraffe to stop him from biting the furniture? I just thought that was an interesting <laughs> fact. <laughs> the highest number ever counted on Sesame Street is 40, apparently. I never watched Sesame Street. I already know most of that stuff. You see, 40 is a fabulous, fabulous number. If you wish to look at tonight's stories, you can visit us and join us on our Facebook it is more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. And all of the stories and all of the videos and all of the photographs and much, much more are on there. And you're welcome to join us. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And again, there's lots of fabulous, paranormal, strange and bizarre information on there. And we currently have 73,000 followers. All of our archives over the last three years can be accessed on SoundCloud dot com if you type in mqta radio once you're there you will find our archives also on itunes and stitcher if you're interested we have stuff on youtube fabulous outtakes if you want mm -hmm. a good laugh visit our youtube site again more questions and answers with adrian lee and i have a book out at the moment called how to be a christian psychic what the Bible says about mediums, healers and paranormal investigators. And that's available also on Amazon and would make a fabulous stocking stuffer. Now on our Facebook, on our tweets, on our YouTube, we get lots of comments throughout the course of the week. And I always like spending a minute reading those out and finding where you're listening to us all over the world. Cynthia in Arkansas said on Facebook that she loves the show. Jacqueline in Indianapolis said great show this week. The whole show should be on YouTube. I'm not sure that's possible, but we should look into it. <laughs> she said hilarious and had me in stitches. And what was that small rodent again? I'm guessing Jacqueline wants me to say the word squirrel. Carol. <laughs> you are cheap, really getting good at that. Cheap laughs, isn't it? <laughs> Carol in Michigan also said she loves the show. Allison in Colorado has written, I tried the Burger King, Black Burger. Because of you people. <laughs> Did she really? <laughs> because of you people. And? Damn you and your waste and your green defecation. She said it lived up to expectations. <laughs> no photographs have been posted. That's good. <laughs> what was also... <laughs> I spend oh, four awesome. or five. I spend four or five <laughs> minutes doing fabulous radio, cracking jokes, and everyone around the table laughs at the defecation <laughs> jokes. <laughs> this is where we are. <laughs> Setting trends, influencing people. That's there we what go. We Burger do. King should be giving us a finder's fee. <laughs> <laughs> very bizarrely and very oddly. Obviously, we have the most hits and the most listens on our radio show here on Dark Matter Radio in the United States. Britain is normally second on the list. Very oddly, this week, we have 
hundreds and hundreds of countries listening to us and we've read them out from time to time on air japan poked its head up this week for no reason at all and the second most listeners of the archives of our radio show are in japan yes they are it beat britain oh yeah into third place which is amazing when you consider that the first language of japan isn't english we're big in japan when you're big in japan when you're big in your pants apparently (laughs) now i was at the weekend i did an expo i was in Wyndham, which is a small town in southwest minnesota and i decided to set up a booth and do my readings and sell my books at a christmas fair now normally i would do my readings and i would sell my wares at psychic and wellness expos and at ghost hunts and places we're organizing those kinds of things so it's very different if you're sat there being a psychic selling books on the paranormal having the team with me being a ghost hunter if you're already in a conference center and in an environment where people are going there because they're interested in the paranormal and they believe in psychics it's very odd i thought to then first time i've done this very odd to be at a christmas fair where i'm sat between a woman to my right who's making cookies and bread and a person to my left who's selling jewelry and there's someone else doing nails and tupperware tupperware (laughs) this is right so in amongst all the housewives selling tupperware there's the english ghost hunter psychic couldn't look more out of place i felt very odd in that environment but after the first hour people warmed to me and I did actually get a lot of readings and I did actually sell a lot of books and I met a lot of fabulous people and I actually managed to uh, start to organize an investigation for our team there's a local bowling alley apparently that's meant to be haunted and uh, we know from last week's show that the average number of planks of wood in a bowling alley is 39 I can't believe that still who counts this stuff but it's true so we could have an investigation lined up on the back of this but i did meet a fabulous woman she had a reading with me and she introduced it herself and her name's clarice and uh, i'm sure she won't mind me mentioning her name live on air she told me that she works for the local food shelf now she sent me a letter i said to her i would help the food shelf obviously christmas is rapidly approaching and uh, there's a lot of people finding themselves in very difficult circumstances so i hope you don't mind and you bear with me i'm just going to read a couple of sentences here from a letter she's written to me and i thought this was worthwhile reading out live on air she's written to me and said minnesota is no different than any other state when it comes to hungry people looking for help Wyndham has a population in minnesota of 4600 people and last week another 280 folks were laid off as the local cattle processing company closed their doors permanently. This affects the local run food shelf, but monetary donations received remain the same, and their money isn't stretching that far at the moment due to the need outstripping, obviously, the financial um, that you have with a non-profit organisation, your ability to do things. Wyndham is already serving, and I found this remarkable. She told me Wyndham here in this letter is serving over 700 folks a month in terms of that food shelf which is remarkable because that's not 700 families that's 700 people that would then go back to their families so if on average there were four people in every family and 700 folks have accessed that food shelf in the last month that would suggest that half the population of Wyndham is currently accessing the food shelf would you believe now Wyndham's local masonic lodge is offering to help by matching funds that are collected until the first of january And she's written here, we're reaching out to your listeners in the hope that they may be interested in helping the food shelf. She said, if you are interested, they would love to hear from you. And donations, of course, are tax deductible. Now, remember that the Masonic Lodge is going to match every donation that's given to the food shelf. Now, this woman was a fabulous lady. She won't mind me saying that she was in her 70s and she's running this Um, food shelf with volunteers they are stretched it's the christmas period they have no money there's so many people wanting that service and not enough finances and capitation so if you're interested in helping out you can send them correspondence or donations they can be sent to the Wyndham area sharing center that's the Wyndham area sharing center po box 173 and that's in Wyndham, minnesota 56101 is the zip code or you can call and i'll read this number out a couple of times they're looking desperately for donations so many people are requiring this service now it's outstripping what they can do so the number is 507-822-7210 and i'll read that out again i won't apologize for that it's 507-822-7210 
7210. So uh, we shall let you know how that goes. But again, the Masonic Lodge is matching every donation they get. So the more you can give, the more they can get from the Masonic Lodge. We sprint into the first round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. There's points to be had. Everyone is currently on zero and everything's to play for. I have a story that says Ghost Moves Object during live show, leaving TV presenter visibly terrified. This is the chilling moment a TV presenter is spooked out by a glass moving across the table in front of him during a live show. Thousands witness the apparently paranormal phenomena after tuning into the breakfast show on Honduran television. Journalist Carlos Molina admitted he felt a chill go down his spine seconds before the glass slid across the table as the mystery deepened last night, sparking fears the studio was haunted. The bizarre moment occurred as Carlos helped present the morning news on the programme called Primera Edicon. He interrupted colleague Pablo Zabata as he read out a message from a viewer, telling him with an anguished look on his face, Look, look, did you see the glass that moved over there? His co-host said, Don't worry. But Carlos insisted, The table isn't uneven. There's no slope, before trying to laugh off what he had just witnessed. I tried to move the glass afterwards with my hands, and it was just stuck to the table. Viewers speculated afterwards that they may have been the victims of a prank played on them by colleagues. And one offered a scientific explanation for the spooky sequence of events, claiming the condensation of the water in the glass may have worked as a lubricant and pushed it across the table. But another insisted she had seen a ghost move across her TV screen moments before the glass slid across the table. And Carlos deepened the mystery last night by revealing production staff were not behind what had happened and admitted that he was very, very concerned. He said, I felt something strange in my body. Greg, ever felt something strange in your body? (laughs) No. The action didn't just demonstrate itself in the glass, but in me as well. Pablo added, we were heading towards a commercial break just before 7am when I saw the glass move. I saw Carlos nervously explaining to me what he'd seen. After the break, we looked back at the recording and realised what we'd just witnessed was real. These are situations you just can't explain, but it's not something that worries or alarms me. It's very interesting. If people wish to see the Honduran Breakfast TV, they can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee, and the footage of that is there, and the glass does move across the table by itself. What I will say is that there's been moments in my life where you would put a glass of water or a glass of liquid down. And because the table's wet, I have seen stuff just literally move across yeah, surfaces too. because there's, there's that water acting as a buffer between both surfaces. Does that make sense? So I have seen phenomena that aren't paranormal where I've seen glasses and plates and various things move across polished surfaces on the back of that. But uh, if people want to see that, they can make their own minds up. And I have given myself a fabulous and resplendent two points for opening the show in such a fabulous way. Heather, what have you got tonight for me in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I have a psychic. I knew that. Uh, (laughs) I should give myself more points. Oh, God. (laughs) Tip from Psychic Nets, arrest of two wanted thieves in Madison, Wisconsin. I know, right? A tip from a person claiming to be a psychic Tuesday leads police to two wanted people in Madison who are also accused of theft. Madison police said a man called a dispatcher. Was it Scott? Maybe. Saying he was a psychic and asked for a police to respond to what he saw as a suspicious situation. No, Scott's not psychic. (laughs) (laughs) I've got underwear that's more psychic than him. Evolving at... 12.38 12.38 a.m. in the parking lot of the Red Roof Inn, 4830 Hayes Road. They're very specific. They are. We can go and visit. Hurrah. Uh, yay. The man told authorities there was some sort of conspiracy happening, and it centered around a white car in the parking lot. He claimed he saw people coming and going, believed that he had a strange aura about them, and that they were likely connected to unarmed, nefarious characters if i called the police every time i'd seen someone walking around walmart for example with a bad aura the police would put some sort of injunction in place to stop me continuously calling them the fact that they're outside a motel late at night 
doing nefarious things is probably more of a clue rather than being psychic, I would suggest. Well, officers discovered the car, which was the focus of the psychic's theory, had been reported stolen, according to the report Andrew M.R. Maggi, uh, 25, and Alexandra K. Scala, 25, both of DeForest, were using the car, and the two were wanted on warrants for a series of recent crimes. Officers chased them down outside of the hotel, and one of them was actually found in the room, the report said. But... Uh, the white car, which uh, actually might contain more evidence of additional crimes, was actually towed away. The Madison police spokesman, Joel Despain, um, said that they were taken to the jail. While investigators could not corroborate the self-proclaimed psychic's elaborate conspiracy theory, they were very happy to get the crime tip just the same. What was the psychic doing? Hanging around in a motel car park? No, he saw this. Right. And then oh, he, he saw this in his third eye. Yeah. So he was sat at home with a nice cup of tea, reading I think a book. So, yeah. And That's... he saw this taking place in his third eye. Yeah. I wonder what would happen. We should do it now. Let's let's get on the phone. We'll call the police. You know, there's a bank robbery taking place in Fairmont. You need to get out there. There's a red car involved. You know, what would happen? Would the police just they'd have to by law go and look, wouldn't they? If you've called that in? Would they have to? Are they obliged to go and look at that? But if point? you make, I think you get in trouble if you make false reports. What I will say is that I've got friends that are psychics, and they actually help the police. The police go to them, and if the police are struggling with a case or they've got cold cases, I do know that at least once a week there's a very famous psychic living in the cities, and uh, they get accessed by the police. And the police don't advertise the fact because. To the general public, it looks like they've got no clues, no ideas, and you know they don't know what they're doing. But they wouldn't keep going to them week after week if the psychic wasn't getting results. If you went the first week and the leads that they gave you and the information they gave you, if that wasn't correct or wasn't working, they wouldn't go the following week. Do you right. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just wonder how many crimes have been cleared up. Do you know the comic book? They've made it into a film now. 2000 AD comic book had Judge Dredd in it. Am I right in thinking that in Judge Dredd, the comics and the films, he has a cop with him as his sidekick that's called a psychop, and she's able to see what's going to happen next and will say, don't walk around the corner, there's someone there. And he has this tool with him, this person who's a psychic, and he that gets used, your partner in this particular comic book. He's a, he's a judge, he's, a, he's a, a police officer that can take the law into his own hands and, and give out justice there and then. But he has a psychic with him. And there is a role within that police department that your partner is a psychic. You're looking at me as if I'm all mental. In the movie, the, the, the sidekick doesn't play a role like that. I don't know about the comic book. It's more prominent in the comic book, I believe. But they're called psychops. Obviously, PS, PSI, I think, or P, PSYI, I can't recall. I'm sure someone has read these British comics and they know what I'm talking about. But everyone's looking around the room blankly at me. I shall give Heather two for including a Yay. story. That could easily be removed, of course. The good Lord giveth and the good Lord can, in fact, taketh away. I have a story here that says Katie Price calls in ghost hunters to exercise spooks from her haunted house. Do you know who Katie Price is? No idea. She's the British version of one of the Kardashians. She's a glamour model. She's a page three girl back in the day. So she was famous. What's page three? Page three. There's a famous, the most famous newspaper in Britain that sells the most copies. And we're looking at 18 to 20 million copies a day. A uh, daily newspaper is called The Sun. And I don't believe they're doing it anymore. But back in the day, on page three, they would have a picture of a, a bare-chested lady. So if you say page three... In the newspaper? Yes. 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 This is liberal Europe. Liberal we just Britain. have comics. I know. Makes you want to go and live in Britain, doesn't it? <laughs> in France, if they're advertising a bra on the TV, you'll see the woman's chest, which makes perfect sense, of course. But yes, that's what happens. We have more liberal... Over here, they digitise a bottom on Doctor Who. It's ridiculous. You have to squint to see the crease. It's, it's terrible. It's making my You sense. do a lot of squinting, don't you? I see a lot of creases. <laughs> but she was a uh, topless page three girl back in the day. She's very vacuous and she's wow. the Kim Kardashian and she's on her fifth or sixth husband. She said things have been going bump in the night at Katie Price's. Sure. Yes, and I'm sure she's made a video out of it and it'll be leaked <laughs> online in the very near future. And for once, it's not because husband Kieran Haler has been creeping around. I think that's a reference to the fact that her husband likes to uh, practice the physical arts 
with other ladies. Yes. The model hired a medium to come and exercise the ghosts and ghouls from her Surrey farmhouse. Katie, 37, says, We had it cleared because it was haunted, and we had to get rid of the ghosts. The kids would sometimes scream in the night. On one occasion, I heard Junior screaming, Help, help, in the middle of the night, and I went to see what he was up to. And I went upstairs and he said he'd seen someone outside. I don't know what that was, but Junior was very scared. Talking to OK Magazine, she said, I called the people who lived here before, who'd been here for about 25 years. And I asked if anyone had died here. And they said, not in the last 18 years. So 19 years ago, someone died then. I don't know who, but I guess it means someone did die here. By law of averages, if you have a property of any age, I guarantee people would have died in that property. If you've got a property from the 1880s, if one person died every 10 to 20 years, you've still got 12, 13, 14 people dying in that house. And a person dying every 10 to 15 to 20 years isn't unreasonable, is it, in any one location? Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? There's an author who lives in Minneapolis called Annie Wilder. And she wrote a book called The House of Spirits and Whispers. And she thought her house was haunted. And it did date back to the Victorian period. And when she researched it further, she found the same thing. Her house was so old that lots of people have died in it. It's a kind of common thing, to be honest. It's something that, that should be shocking to people. And to be fair, they did manage to get all of the stains out of the wallpaper and carpet. So that was good news as well. I shall give myself another two, and I'm up to four. Kim, you need to get off the mark tonight. What have you got for me in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Paranormal investigators believe they have caught video evidence of the ghost of a Victorian maid who was burned to death in a house fire. The footage taken at Gressley Old Hall in Swadlincote, Derbyshire, appears to show a haunting figure appear in front of a white wall before floating towards the camera and disappearing. Derbyshire is a very haunted county. It's in the Midlands. And if you remember Richard Felix from Most Haunted, he owns Derbyshire Jail. He does tours, ghost tours of the city and the town. So it's a very, very old medieval market town with many, many ghosts is Derbyshire. Mm. Uh, It is claimed the ghost is a lady in her 60s who burned to death in a house fire during the Victorian era. Medium Ian Griffiths and a TV crew caught the footage while investigating the 16th century farmhouse last month. Ian, who works as a carer, and I'm not sure what a carer is. Does that mean anything to you? A carer would be someone who looks after the elderly or goes to people's homes to make sure they've washed and cooked their dinner. That's what I would have assumed, but I wanted to ask. Uh, He says, I could see a woman with dark hair in a bun. She had a flowing white dress that looked like it was from the Victorian era. The famous white dress. It's the white lady. White's always white. It's a burial shroud, I'm guessing. And I haven't seen this video either, but he's talking about her having a white flowing dress, but they say that the figure appeared in front of a white wall. So we just saw her head. Well, that's what <laughs> I'm wondering. It's a famous floating head. Yeah. You can differentiate, of course, between a lady in a white dress against a white wall, but if it's an ethereal kind of diaphanous shape, <laughs> points for diaphanous, I'm on five. Oh, boy. I can't believe nobody jumped in there and grabbed that point. Yeah, you can differentiate, I'm guessing. So uh, there was a circle of light where she appeared from. I think this was the energy the spirit appeared from before vanishing again, he continued. I believe she was a 65-year-old lady called Marjorie who worked as a maid in Gressley Old Hall. I had an aunt called Marge, and she was always ill. And and I can't believe she's not better. (coughs) Marge. Aunt Marge, I can't believe it's not better. Oh, wow. That was a real stretch. That was. We I did thought that was saying. very good. I'm making this up. This is spontaneous, mate. I'm playing this stuff. I'm going to give myself a point for that. I'm now on five. He's getting points off my story. What, for being informative? Join the club, Kim. Wow, ganging up now, are we? Was this sexism or racism? Which one are we picking tonight? Is it because I'm British or is it because I'm a man? Where it's are we It's because you're here. It's because I'm here. Wow. Heather's on minus one. Uh-oh. The good Lord giveth. Kim, you've still got a chance to make some points. Um, he went on to say, when you communicate with spirits, you can pick up their emotions and ailments like this lady was struggling to breathe and that she was very anxious. It seemed like she was crying. All that I could tell was that she was very upset and was panicking. 
I never read the history of a location before conducting a paranormal investigation. As for me, it takes the fun out of what we do. So when I heard the story about the maid who perished in the fire, I was really shocked. It makes the footage seem all more, all the more exciting. The video was taken by Burton TV News, who are set to air their tour of the haunted farmhouse next week. There you go. And if people wish to see that footage, it is available for you to see on our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Heather, you look like you're about to burst. I shall give Kim two hefty points. I'm going to get some points back. Okay. Guess what? You've got a story with a willy in it. Not now. Oh, no, that's later. That is later. That's not for your mother. But guess what? Go on. Santa's not dead. Santa's not dead. I never thought he was. Well, according to this, he was. And but now, now he's, he's not. not dead. So he's been brought back to life. Has back he? to life. Uh, Santa isn't dead. Newspaper says sorry for the fake obituary that they actually printed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I bet parents, parents have shown their kids, haven't they? <laughs> they did. Look, kids, no presents for you this year. Wow, wow. That's terrible. That's psychological damage. I know it is. Where can we get a copy? <laughs> St. Nick passed at the age of 226, according to the announcement in Norway's Aftenposten. 226? Two, I guess so. I didn't know he was born back then. But don't worry, kids. Well, Santa it, isn't dead. He was born in 200 and... No, he's 226 years old when he passed. Well, Santa Claus is based on St. Nicholas, and St. Nicholas... Obviously, was a. You uh, want me to tell you when his birthday is? Go on. It's coming. Okay. Uh, but a newspaper in Norway is sure to be on this year's naughty list after an accidentally published a fake obituary for I, Father Christmas. Can you accidentally? Someone's it had to have written it. Yes, they it's did. Not like, oh, I pressed the wrong button. Someone's put down 400 words, and there's probably a picture. Well, the hoax announcement in Aftenposten claimed that St. Nick passed away in the country's most northern point of. Nordcamp on December 3rd, the BBC reported. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, his birth date was given as December 12th, 1788. St. Nicholas was around in the medieval period, if not before. Well, that's what he his rescued was. the children from being cannibalized and boiled alive somewhere in Hungary, I think, or Bulgaria. Yes, we like talked that. about St. Nicholas and then oh, Krampus. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting boring. No, My mistake. I'm saying and Krampus because Krampus, he, Krampus, Grumpus. Yeah, so some sort of Sesame Street character I hadn't previously been aware of. It's yeah. a rubber ducky, Bert. and Krampus. Okay, <laughs> Bert and Krampus. <laughs> I missed that episode. It's unclear who created the pretend death notice or how it ended up on the publication's obituary page. Norway's second largest newspaper apologized. Norway's the- second largest newspaper. They sell 10 copies. Oh, no. There goes our Norway listeners. <laughs> well, no, we've uh, still got the Oslo Gazette. <laughs> and Japan. And Japan. <laughs> we've got Japan. <laughs> yes. It's like playing a game of risk. Uh, Afton Poston has strict guidelines for both the content and use of the symbols in our obituaries, the spokesman said, per the BBC. This ad is a violation of these and should never have been published. We will find out what has happened. Did you get to read the obituary at all, Heather? They didn't have it on there, oh. but it would have been I'd be fun, curious to know what they said the cause of death was. I didn't it realize didn't, your Norwegian was that good. Say, okay. <laughs> yeah, it didn't say he what the cause of death was. He got his beard stuck in a threshing machine. How's that? He was beaten by the elves. Yes. Who turned <laughs> feral. <laughs> wow. I was thinking, actually, we were talking about that lady catching fire and burning in her house. There were so many fires back in the day in Victorian and Georgian houses, that the bedrooms were on the ground floor so they could just jump out of the window. So you could get a very specific date of when that happened. So if you go to visit a manor house, if you go to visit a very old building in Britain, the bedrooms are on the ground floor. They were absolutely petrified. Of course, every room's lit by lamps, candles and open fires, right? So they were absolutely petrified in the day. So that's how Santa Claus died. Yes, that's where I'm going with it. Yes. (laughs) It wasn't the white lady. He was running around in his long johns. Who knew? There we go. Heather has got a resplendent one point. Kim, have you got one last story tonight for us in the round? This is a hefty round. A lot of ghosts and hauntings this week. Woman possessed by demons dies during the exorcism in a hotel room. That's the best place to have one, isn't it? 
going to the Super 8, no, no psychic said, oh, I can see a woman having an exorcism. There seems to be a rash of these. I did one, um, a story on a person dying of an exorcism not that long ago. That's very true, I recall. A 41-year-old woman died during an exorcism in a Frankfurt hotel, it has been reported. German police arrested five suspects, including two teenage boys. An investigating judge issued an arrest warrant for a 44-year-old woman, her 21-year-old son, her daughter of 19, and two 15-year-old boys. So the whole family turned up for the exorcism. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if they had a pot roast. <laughs> Just wondering, you know. Uh, the woman was tied to a bed and beaten for hours, the city's public prosecutor announced. The five allegedly pummeled the woman's stomach and the chest in a bizarre bid to free her from the demons. I'm going to purge your soul of Satan, boy. We're going to mm-hmm. Plainsville. That was my best <laughs> Pakistani accent. Is that what it was? Yeah, so that's what I was aiming for. That Midwest Pakistani accent that you hear so much about. In order to stifle the woman's screams, a towel was allegedly stuffed in her mouth and she choked to death. Her body was covered with bruises, and it's not clear whether the woman requested the exorcism. Meanwhile, cops believe they have found a possible second victim to, in relation to the exorcism. In a house in nearby Hess, investigators discovered an injured woman. According to the prosecutor, she was suffering from hypothermia and dying of thirst. Do you reckon we could stuff a towel in Heather's mouth and beat her and say it was an exorcism? Do you think we could get away with that? What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) I would sit here quietly. (laughs) Quietly wasn't the word that sprang to mind, but... Kim, I shall give you more points. You are now our runaway leader. On four, we move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's hairy beasties and green men. What have you got for us tonight, Heather, in the round of Something UFOs? exciting. It's always exciting. I know. Killer monkeys. Greg, go and get a towel. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Before we go any further, and granted we've only had two words so far, Cryptozoology and UFOs. Well, this very easily could have been in the ghost one as well. Okay. Because it's killer monkeys. Not killer ghost monkeys. No. No. Okay. So killer monkeys drop bricks on a priest in India. That's unlucky, isn't it, to be killed by a monkey? I know. At least three people are thought to have been killed recently by monkeys in India's Nalanda district. No. Okay, that's just my imagination. Temple priest Muna Mishra had been sweeping up outside his home when a deluge of bricks, which had been dropped from above by a group of monkeys, hit him in the head and killed him. It's like Planet of the Apes. Like little ninja monkeys. Planet of the Apes. Yes. His tragic death is the third known fatality caused by these mischievous animals in recent times. There was a monkey we read out about a year ago that ripped a woman's clothes off in Gibraltar. Do you remember? And the woman wanted to get the police involved. Yes. And there was a debate about whether you could charge a monkey with lewd behavior. But we laughed. Do you remember? The monkey ripped her clothes off. Uh, they Who no- says you can't train monkeys? <laughs> they not only snatch vegetables and other goods from the hands of people, but they also bite them, said the local resident. Vermin. Yes, they're vermin. Some school children have also become their target. Even within the last week, there have been several reports of attacks on women and children. Local authorities have been ordered to round up as many of the little monkeys as possible and bring them to a nearby zoo, not shoot them. But given their numbers, the task may simply be insurmountable. There's thousands and thousands of thousands of monkeys. When I I was living in India, you could put a peanut in your ear and they'd come along and grab it with their little grippy monkey paws. Did you do it? Yes, I did. I've got photographs of monkeys pulling peanuts out of my ear. Oh, I know. Little monkeys. They are. They are mischievous little fellows. I want to get a monkey. If you ever see a monkey in a painting, it symbolizes prostitution. So if there's a very famous painting by Sura, who's a post-impressionist, called something like Sunday Afternoon at La Grande Jette, I think it's called, probably from about the 1880s, and it's all done in little dots, pixelation, you know, divisionalism, I think they called it. But there's a monkey there, and the monkey's with the woman, and the woman's got a little parasol and a bustle, and she's holding the monkey, and that's a symbol of prostitution, because apparently monkeys are at it constantly and they're seen as a as a symbol of i thought that was rabbits deviation yes she never had a rabbit on a uh, on a lead it was a monkey but that's going at it like rabbits what monkeys well i'm sure a monkey and a rabbit could get together and make a run only on a chinese calendar 
This is true. (laughs) Your mind goes into some very strange places, doesn't it? It does. Yes. I was born under Year of the Dog, apparently. I can't pass a lamppost. It's very embarrassing. I've always got a wet nose. I have a story here that I shall give my points already because it actually contains a UFO. (laughs) No killer monkeys for me. Kim Wilde. Do you know who Kim Wilde is? No. Is she a page three girl? She's not, and she'd <laughs> find that very funny. Not. She was a famous singer in the early 80s. She was our version of Blondie, if you like. She had the blonde hair, and uh, her most famous song, probably one of her only songs, was uh, Kids in America. We're the kids in America. Whoa. And where was she from? She's British. So why know. was she a kid in America? I know. It's very odd, isn't it? We'd call Just that saying. a dichotomy. <laughs> Kim Wilde says, seeing UFOs the day after Michael Jackson died. Oh, you didn't bring him back in. Changed her life. She was actually on tour with Michael Jackson. She did 33 dates with Michael Jackson on tour, and she never got to meet him. But apparently, I saw a TV interview recently, and she said that Michael Jackson actually met her sisters and her daughter because they were younger and he was more interested in the kids than he was meeting her. So she did 33 dates with Michael Jackson as his warm-up band but never got to meet the guy. That seems very odd, doesn't it? Yes. Very strange indeed. Pop icon Kim Wilde has described the life-changing and wondrous moment she witnessed a UFO in the wake of Michael Jackson's death. The Kids in America singer said she was in her back garden with a friend. When she spotted the extraterrestrial craft shooting across the sky. Speaking to OK Magazine, wow, OK Magazine are bagging all the paranormal stories this week. Yeah, they're, they're top notch. Kim55 <laughs> said, not quite the words I'd use, but you're getting there. I was in my garden with a friend the day after Michael Jackson died and we saw two bright lights in the sky. They were about 20 times the size of an aeroplane, she said. Surely that depends on how close the aeroplane is you're standing next to the wheels of a jumbo jet you wouldn't then say they were 20 times i'm guessing she's thinking of the lights in the sky if that makes sense they were hovering and then zigzagging really quickly for about 10 minutes it was in the local paper as we weren't the only ones who saw it it changed my life the 1980s singer continued i feel connected to the universe and it's made me really inspired full of wonder and hope i believe it's similar to when someone says They've seen God. Interesting to make a connection between God and UFOs. I uh, wonder if the History Channel would be interested in making a show about that at some point in the future. Kim, sorry, I'm experimenting (laughs) with irony at the moment. Kim, who has a side career as a landscape gardener, insists she's not religious, but that she's convinced she's eternal and that her spirit will live on forever. And the Bible actually backs that up. It does say when you die, you have eternal life. And it's mentioned 47 times I've looked that up and I've done a word count. When people say to me, you shouldn't be talking to the dead and they're referring to biblical text, I say to them, I'm not talking to the dead. I'm talking to those that have eternal life. The only people that die are the ones that go to hell. And the punishment for going to hell is to have your spirit killed and removed. And of course, we don't go to hell until the second coming in Revelations anyway. So, Kim... What have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and 1980s pop music (laughs) and UFOs and cryptozoology and killing monkeys? Monkeys! I have a UFO story. Wow. There's points there already. You can have five for that now. What? Just for being relevant. (laughs) For being funny, interesting, or inspiring and relevant. I'm going to add another noun. Relevant. You're relevant, are you? <laughs> Alien structures on Mars being covered up by NASA in new photos UFO experts claim. If it, was, if it wasn't for Mars, we wouldn't have any stories for the UFOs round. You what know is that. it yes. on Mars? How about that? Can we do stories on that? We'll do a show just on Mars. <laughs> There's enough stories out there. It's ridiculous yes. how many there are. A Mars a day helps your show go away. But the question, too, then, is if even one of those stories is true. That's right. There is a giant crab on Mars. There is a bus, see? There is R2-D2's head. And an arm. An arm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. What have we found this time, Kim? Um, are these grainy photographs proof of mysterious hidden alien structures on Mars? <laughs> wow. Probably not, but it has not stopped self-proclaimed alien and UFO experts from claiming a series of images taken by NASA are the clearest evidence yet of a network of complex Martian structures throughout the Red Planet. So we're looking at grainy photographs of large erections is what you're saying. Yes. Greg, have you ever seen Mars through your telescope? No. <laughs> <laughs> i love this show have i mentioned that okay <laughs> the experts claim the structures were, were built by aliens who constructed them in such a way as to hide their presence from visitors from other planets if you hide your presence how would you open anything on christmas day <laughs> <laughs> sandra elena andrade one such expert runs a youtube account where she uploads a series of videos with increasingly outlandish claims of evidence of life on mars and beyond Using images from Google Earth, the alien hunter points to a number of regions on the red planet arguing they clearly show structures built to house aliens. Members of the UFO community then claim scientists at NASA had attempted to hide the structures with Photoshop. Another YouTuber also uploaded the video and argued it was the best proof to date of structures on Mars. He said every time an amazing discovery is made on Mars, they quickly tell the sheep it is a rock or shadow. Time and time again, they try to make excuses for the objects being discovered all over Mars. This time, they are not fooling anyone by saying it's just rock formations. No doubt, some of the small-minded out there will buy NASA lies until the great deception. But for those out there with an open mind and that know we are being lied to, this find speaks volumes. And if you have an open mind, you can see those photographs for yourself. If you visit our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee. My final story in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology, again sticking with NASA, says NASA solves long-standing Apollo moon mission mystery with astonishing lunar discovery back to the moon. NASA has finally found the wreckage of a rocket used in the Apollo 16 mission. I bet they parked in the Mall of America during the Christmas shopping period. If they had a key fob that beeped, how many people have lost their car and they're walking around the car park like the Loch Ness Monster holding their hand above their head, beeping to see which car lights up? That's, That's what they... usually just men. You think so? Yeah, women know where they parked. Yes, in the lake. The remains of this historic spaceship have laid on the moon since 1972, eluding all attempts to find it. NASA discovered the remnants of the Saturn rocket had landed some 60 miles southwest of Copernicus Crater. Starting from the ill-fated Apollo 13 mission, NASA had a policy of crashing used sections or stages of its Saturn rockets into the surface of the moon. Did anyone know that? That they used and spent rockets were then aimed at the moon. I didn't realise that. The impact was then measured using seismometers in a bid to shed light on the internal structure of the moon. That would ruin any aliens that were having a barbecue on a Sunday afternoon, wouldn't it? You sat there, you're flipping your burgers, you're asking the kids, you know, what they want. Do you want a sausage? Do you want a, do you want a burger? You've got your chops laid out, lemonade. Suddenly it's getting darker, darker, and you're thinking, what's that strange whistling noise? And then you have a whole section of, a, of an Apollo 16 rocket come down on your head. The impact was then measured. But although space scientists knew the whereabouts of the Apollo 13, 14, 15 and 17 missions, number 16 remained undiscovered until now. Mission Control lost radio contact with the rocket after it was sent on a collision course with the moon and it landed some 19 miles away from its intended crash site. So obviously parked by a woman. That's a long walk from Walmart, isn't it, if you've got a car and you've parked 19 miles away. Fabulous. That ends the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. I am in second place with five. Kim's on first place with six. Heather's on one. And Greg is yet to score. But the night is still young as we run into the round that is the strange and the bizarre, the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre not to read out live on air but don't fit easily into any other category. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? I have something that you should be very afraid of. It's not soap, is it? (laughs) (laughs) American women? My hair wasn't grey until I met American women. (laughs) A warning has been issued. After a squirrel attacks eight people. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? You're obsessed. I tell you, if one more person reads out a squirrel story, I'm going to get up and walk out. (laughs) 
This is the very last is that a one. Promise? This is the last squirrel story we're ever doing on this on this show. Excellent. I swear. Right. I I'll make it great then. Go on, then make I? it a good one. I swear, if anyone does one after this, I'm going to lose <laughs> it. What was the name of the gal that you talked about with the comments in the beginning? Um, Jacqueline, I believe. Was it Jack? Okay. Yes. Oh, you're welcome, Jacqueline. Uh, a vicious squirrel is now on the prowl in Nevado. In where? Nevado. That's not like Nevada spelt wrong. No. Okay, I'm just checking Nova- your grammar. Nevado. Yes, you can point at it in your script, yes. <laughs> What's been reported as a gray fox squirrel has jumped from the trees and scampered into the classrooms and garages to attack a total of eight people in the northwest Nevado. It's taken wallets, purses, jewelry, rings. It's, it's teaming up with monkeys. Yes, yes, exactly. The fact is, we want people to stay calm, said Lisa Blanc of Marin Humane Society spokeswoman. It's probably just one squirrel and a really unique situation, a rogue squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel gone rogue. (laughs) It's like the Steven Seagal of squirrels. (laughs) That's right, the little ninja squirrel. We have ninja monkeys and ninja squirrels. It's great. The biting and scratching attacks began three weeks ago when a squirrel reportedly leapt from a tree and onto a man's head, probably getting his toupee, as he did Put the money in the bag and no one gets hurt. (laughs) He was treated at Nevado Community Hospital for his injuries. In another attack five days later, a squirrel entered a classroom in Pleasant Valley Elementary School. And taught a really interesting, informative lesson on algebra. And attacked a student. As a teacher attempted to flee from the room, she too was attacked by the squirrel. He's a wily little bugger. This reminds me of the Chevy Chase film. The That's Christmas exactly what I was thinking of. The, the funniest part of that film for me is where they're all screaming and running up the stairs. And he's got it on his back. That's a joy, isn't it? Richard Williams, 78, had the most recently reported entanglement with the notorious squirrel. One day after Thanksgiving, Williams said he was working in on small tasks around his garage uh, when he looked up to see a gray squirrel scampering towards him. With tattoos and a switchblade. He jumped on me three or four times. Uh, I got him off my shoulder the first time, and he was clinging pretty hard. When I got him off, my hand and arm were all torn up. When I got him off, he'd get back on again. Have you His... ever had your arm ache when you've got it off, Greg? No. <laughs> <laughs> His wife came out, Norma, who was alarmed by his screams, ran into the garage with a broom. <laughs> started hitting her husband on the head violently. <laughs> and, tro- and then the squirrel started to attack her. It was hilarious. I would have loved this, right? Uh, Williams managed to grab the squirrel by its tail and threw it to the ground. The squirrel, dazed and in a stupor, then ran off. <laughs> wow. I love you. <laughs> Fabulous. I shall give you some points. You are now on a resplendent and nicely rounded three. Kim, what have you got for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Um, experts are claiming milder than average temperatures have given us obese rodents. <laughs> what does it say squirrels for the love of christ what's wrong with you people this is, there can't be that many new squirrel stories surely there's more squirrel stories than ghosts i haven't been previously aware of squirrelnews.com what am i missing i've never seen so many squirrels are people sending these in What's wrong with you? Come on, let's have it. Let's hear it. Squirrels with overly large tummies have been spotted, and their heft is apparently all down to the mercury levels. Not due to the fact they're eating hamburgers and hanging out on the beaches drinking beer then. As long as they're not the black bun burgers. Wow. I know Greg's slightly overweight due to mercury levels. (laughs) (laughs) What's the connection? How does this work? While humans across northern Europe, America, and Canada have been enjoying warmer-than-average temperatures for autumn and winter, the little rodents have been packing their cheeks with food for the colder days. It means that they're weighing more than usual, and social networks have been abuzz with love for their chunky size. That means there's more meat, though, doesn't it, on the bones? Just what I'm saying. Ew! Okay, just, you know. (laughs) David Sugarman, a senior researcher at the Ontario Science Centre, told Metro News Canada, We have had a really warm November. Naturally, if you're an animal that's got to make it through the winter with little or no food, you want to pack in as much fat as possible. Sugarman added, eventually the snow is going to come, the cold weather will increase, and they're going to burn off some of that extra fat. Wow. I don't understand how they're gaining weight because theoretically they're like on the Atkins diet. 
Um, that is true. It's mostly protein. You don't right. often see them eating pasta, rice, and bread, to be fair, That's do you? That's true. That see? is true. Or Next, cheese. No, I've never seen a squirrel in Eat an cheese. Italian restaurant. Yeah. Cheese is bad for rodents. It's not something you should give mice. It gives them diarrhea. You shouldn't yeah, give we don't cheese. Want that. We don't want that. I have a story to finish off the round of the strange and the bizarre. Is it that about says, a squirrel? Strangely enough, it isn't. No, but I can. <laughs> all the key words I can turn into squirrel if that helps everybody. Horror dolls with devil eyes and blood seeping from mouths. A doll squirrel company has released a horror. <laughs> Why am I? This is what I wanted when I went to university and spent all those years studying. This is my dream to sit here on live on American radio and study squirrels. And study squirrels. <laughs> a doll company has released a horror nursery range that costs up to eighteen hundred dollars to scare the living daylights out of children. Merry Christmas, kids! The spine-chilling figures described as reborn babies have devil-like eyes one has been branded a zombie top while others have blood and saliva seeping from the sides of their mouths many furious parents have blasted twisted beanstalk nursery range fearing it would scar their children for life and even if the dolls don't scare mums and dads the price might you would have to be a sadist or have a warped sense of humor to give one of these to your children own one yep the cheapest (laughs) from the online company is 250 dollars while the dearest will set you back 1800 dollars but one mum said why would i buy dolls to give their kids when they look like they're part of an x-rated horror movie there is nothing remotely cute or cuddly about them you would have to be a sadist or have to have a warped sense of humor to give one of these to your children but it's okay apparently to play xbox and murder pillage torture and cause mayhem and carnage in glorious 3D Technicolor on your TV screen. Artist Bean Shanine, 32, works up to eight hours a day bringing her zombie babies to life. And if you wish to see those zombie babies and put in an order for Christmas, you can do so. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. This is the round called Not For Your Mother. This means you have now found us on our archives. Well done. Not for your mother. If your mother's in the room, these are stories from around the world this week that shouldn't be listened to by those easily offended if there's any minors in the room. There are stories laden with a sexual theme with innuendo. So to start us off, I shall start tonight. Secret Drone films Hooker having sex with 75-year-old man in car front seat. A suspected prostitute and her alleged pensioner client have been hit with criminal charges after being filmed by a drone. The flying camera was operated by a vigilante, anti-prostitution activist who recorded Douglas Blansett, 75. I say 75, good luck to him. And Amanda Zolikofer, 27, getting it on in the front of his truck, police claim. The pair are now facing public lewdness charges in connection with the incident. How can it be public if the only thing that could access them is a drone? I can't answer that. I'm I don't just know. Asking. Well, they shouldn't be doing that in a car in the open air, I'm guessing. I don't know. I saw a photograph of what the drone took pictures of. Really? <laughs> You've been doing your own research, have you? They were in the middle of like a... A cornfield. No, it was like a. there were tires, used tires all the way around, like a junkyard. And I'm thinking nobody's going to be there anyway. It's a bit big brother, isn't it, to be honest? Yeah, kind of. Do you know where this took place? In a tire pit? Oklahoma! Yay! (laughs) Oklahoma City. The drone is shown dropping to within a few feet of the vehicle. So it is reflected in the windscreen. It films Blancet astride Zolikofa in the front seat of the white pickup truck. There, we knew it was a white pickup truck, didn't we? The duo separated after Zolikofa was identified by her tattoo saying Baby Gangster. Wow. I know. High class hooker. The footage was filmed by Brian Bates, an Oklahoma video vigilante, who makes it his business to name and shame prostitutes and their clients via his website. Voyeur, I Writing think. Writing on his website, called. Master Bates said he had chosen the drone what because... What was that again? His name's Brian Bates. <laughs> Writing on his He's website... He's a cousin to the Bates Motel. Mother wouldn't hurt a fly. Bates said he had chosen the drone because his previous practice of running up and opening car doors of people engaged in criminal acts and then filming them was pretty damn dangerous. Yes, if he got his timing wrong, he could have his eye out. (sighs) 
Wow. She will probably have her own TV show soon. You know it, right? America's, no, I've seen a picture of her. America's Funniest Hookers. No? She won't. She won't. No. Going to Subway is very similar to prostitution in many ways. You're paying other people to do your wife's job. I, wow. I was controversial. <laughs> Two people in the room are giving me the evil eye and three people are laughing. Greg, somebody will be joining you in your doghouse tonight. <laughs> I was in a bar in Britain many years ago and I wanted to get something to eat and they have bar food. So, again, very liberal, middle of London, in the Soho red light district. On the chalkboard at the bar, it said cheeseburger, pound fifty. Chicken sandwich, two pounds. Hand job, fifteen pounds. And I saw a very voluptuous nubile lady working behind the bar. And I called her over and I said, Are you the lady that's doing the hand jobs? And she said, Yes, in a very sensual way. And I said, Well, can you wash your hands before you make me a cheeseburger? I love this show. <laughs> Kim, what have you got for me tonight Just in the round of strong. Not For Your Mother? Well, I'm guessing we should have hooked my woman up with your 75-year-old man. I think there's still a chance. I've got his name. <laughs> woman, well, no, there's not a chance, probably. Oh, okay. Woman age 91 suffocated during sex game with married neighbor 49. Oh, no. Good for her. <laughs> A 91-year-old woman is believed to have suffocated during a sex game with a 49-year-old neighbor. The OAP, I'm not sure what that stands for, was found... Go ahead. Old age pensioner. Okay. Was found on her bed naked from her waist down next to a sex toy in a Vero 50 miles south of Porto, Portugal. How did she suffocate? You've got me. Oh, we're going to have to use our imagination. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want me to use my imagination. No, we know where that's a very dark place to be. That's opening up the gates of Hades. I can almost sell the, smell the sulfur as air. Uh, the married dad of two living next door has been arrested after DNA analysis of semen recovered from the scene. He was released on bail after going before a judge who was told a top autopsy results showed she died from asphyxia thought to have taken place during a sex game that spiraled out of control. You must be what really... What game is that? I don't know. What Involving a 90... What, 91 was she? 91. 91. Oh my God, I just... You must be really... What are you thinking of if you're a man? I mean, you, you know, a woman can lie back and think of Britain. You know, a man has to kind of be visually aroused doesn't he i mean before he can even perform is where i'm going i mean you know what is she i could be a fetish for some okay men maybe i don't know but the next sentence and keep in mind i said asphyxiation right so yes. it says then it goes on to say the death is believed to be the result of a tragic accident blah 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 the extensive genital injuries appear to have been caused by the object found near the body Ooh. so it wasn't just they were using tools. They were using tools. Yeah. Uh, the neighbor who found her, Anna Martin, said she was lying in the bed naked from the waist down and with a vibrator. There you go. I noticed only two small bruises on her face, but there was blood on the sheets and a picture of her husband resting on her chest. <laughs> what kind of strange what? mixed up games are they playing? <laughs> the victim, who was a widow of a sailor, was very active and liked to make jokes with men. Another neighbor <laughs> described the woman who lived alone as being very active despite her age and said the men often went round her house to do odd jobs. I bet uh, they did jobs. odd jobs. Yeah, the flu needs sweeping in the lounge, I hear you. Wow. That is truly, truly, the, but you really don't want to think about that too greatly, I suspect. Yeah, it hurt my coconut. Yes. And there's not much milk in there. I've shaken it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Are you sure it was her head you were shaking? (laughs) Where else are you suggesting there's milk? What's wrong with you people? It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, isn't it? Are you ready for a story? Am I ready for a willy story? Yeah. You're going to interject now with a waste. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're dying. getting choked up already, uh, yeah, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I've become emotional. You've been choked up by yeah, my willy story. All, I'm getting all emotional, <laughs> I am, you know. Could choke a donkey. <laughs> all right, see if you can wrap your head around this one. A meth user who shot himself in the scrotum <laughs> trying to rescue his neighbor. That's really nice of him. From imaginary Mexicans has now been sentenced to prison. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to take on board there, isn't there? I know, right? Okay, this happened in Wenatchee, Washington. 
a methamphetamine user who shot himself in the scrotum, has fought off hallucinatory Mexicans, received a 30-month prison sentence for drug and weapons charges. Okay. That's not good. I, I'm just speechless. I'm not quite All sure right. where to go with that. There's Martin, so much to work with. There's too much material. Martin Eugene Hoyer, 48, was sentenced November 23rd in Chillon County Superior Court after pleading guilty to charges of meth possession and unlawful possession of a firearm. Hoyer has previous criminal convictions and was barred from owning the Taurus revolver with which he wounded himself. With Hoyer's plea, Judge T.W. Chip Small dismissed original charges of assault and harassment brought on after the September 13th incident in which Hoyer allegedly threatened a neighbor with a gun in his South Cove Avenue apartment complex. I'll tell you what he's done. He's gone out there doing all the gang signs and, you know, putting it large and he's put the gun down the front of his trousers. You're getting there. Hold on. Uh Hoyer, who admitted to smoking meth for two consecutive days before his arrest, told investigators he listened through an air vent as a bunch of Mexicans and white guys plotted with his next door neighbor to rob him. So the neighbor told police Hoyer stood outside her apartment and threatened to shoot her, then returned to his own apartment. Hoyer told Wenatchee police, he saw Mexicans in the trees waiting to attack him outside his apartment building and said two more Mexicans went to a second neighbor's apartment downstairs. He went with to some the, monkeys in tow. He went, and to a the downs, he went to the downstairs apartment with a pistol in his waistband there to you go. save her from the Mexicans. It's going to be a sad state of affairs for this man <laughs> when the Mexicans turn up and they've got a couple of monkeys and a squirrel with them. That's, That's like, right. The firearm went off when he tried to kick the door in. <laughs> uh, the 45 caliber bullet lodged in Hoyer's scrotal region oh. after ricocheting off his hip joint <laughs> and did not cause a life-threatening injury which was very nice for him he has prior convictions for theft one cocaine possession one for attempted drug sale and one for first degree armed robbery only the last offense counted under the state law towards setting a sentence which could have been as little as two years and as much as 34 months so yeah no attacking squirrels or anything like that he just shot his business there are more questions than answers well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores. In last place, the K2 meter with the dead battery belongs to Greg, who said no three times in resplendent manner. And in first place, the $33,000 IR camera goes to Kim, who Yay. is on seven points. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of squirrel-related stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun an informative journey through the world of the paranormal. Strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. You can also access me on Twitter if you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember... We have our archives on SoundCloud. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, all of our stories are there from the last three years. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Nathan Bush, Heron Morris, Jaton Drainer, Kim and Greg Gore, and all at the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. And remember, if you're interested... In helping the Wyndham Food Shelf this Christmas, they're in desperate need of your help, and the Masonic Lodge will match any of your donations. You can call 507-822-7210. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. Good night.